Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. Everything's working, I think. And uh, this is a my, this is James A. Willis, and this is the uh, podcast James A. Willis Reads Fretboard Journal, coming to you from a secret studio in Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, I've got my my first guest magazine reader chatter to uh, Trey Ackerman. Trey's a uh, as Nashville as you can get. I was trying to have a couple of people w are willing to uh, come over here and do this with me, and uh, Trey made it to the top of the list pretty quick because uh, um, the guy just he's 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 as Nashville as it gets. I he, think he was available. <laughs> yeah, and he was available and everything. So I mean, you know, but I mean that's just a small little detail. So um, Trey, uh, welcome to the secret studio, and uh, good to see I, you. it was hard to find, man. I, you know, I know. Well, you know, it's that, um, it's that invisible door. That's what, that must be. It's it. one of those people. It's so just hard. Go right by it. Get, it's even weirder to actually go through it because you just think, "Wow, yeah. really? I'm really?" Gonna, you know, you, boom! It's like kind of the Harry Potter thing. It, it get up at of speed. Like. Boom! You're in. That's what it felt yeah. like. Yeah. So, <clears throat> and, but uh, I'm here, so that's good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's good to see you. Good to see you. It's nice and cold in here. Our uh, uh, we have no heat today. We were informed. Uh, by the gas people today that the gas jet is out on the heater doing a little maintenance yeah so doing a little maintenance so hopefully it'll warm up tomorrow and uh hopefully these icicles won't but i mean the icicles on my beard because my beard's a little bigger than yours may actually serve as as a pop filter sort of right yeah yeah give a little glistening effect too yeah when it's you nice out. it's nice yeah <laughs> it, yeah i know yeah so so anyway um I, I gave you a few days ago. I gave you. Uh, we're talking about epi uh, episode. We're talking about issue of number thirty nine of Fretboard Journal, and uh, you know it's a gorgeous, you know, gorgeous magazine. What it's a beautiful magazine. No, it really yeah. is, right? And and it's and it's funny because uh, it, it's a work of art. It, it really is. In, yeah. in terms of, yeah. of publications, periodicals, that that's yeah. a beautiful magazine. Yeah, and it's it's kind of uh, you know it's kind of like. Uh, one of the sole survivors. I mean, yeah. you know, I can just, you know, I don't know about you, but well, I know you, well, I do know about you because I know you grew up in Nashville. So you didn't have to see with me. I had to, I usually had to take a bus and hitch a couple of rides just to get to a shop that sold magazines. And <laughs> usually they only had like cream or some sort of, right. you know, yeah. they, not a whole lot of guitar magazines where I grew up. Yeah. And, uh, and so anyway, yeah, I love yeah. this thing. And, uh, I've, I've been reading it forever, and uh, this is a really nice issue. And I'm I'm reading issues that are a month behind, and I figure that that will reduce my uh, um, uh, chances of of having this be the one and only James A. Willis reads fretboard journal <laughs> episode. Because you know I'll say, well, you know, I thought it'd be okay if I read it since it's already out. And uh, but you know you know that's it and this, this one has uh I may have to call in the word the word girl who's going to be lurking in the background when I come uh, you know run into words I don't know she's going to help me out and yeah. and read them for me so we've got jo uh, in this issue we've got Joan Shelley Ralph Towner Mike Compton Harvester Guitars Julian La Lage there's one word girl uh, and Chris Eldridge and uh, and I know I gave it to you to take a look at it and. Uh, you know, I'm wondering, like, what do you, you know? It sounds like your thoughts about the magazine are pretty much the same as mine. But. Oh yeah. First thing you do when you pick it up is you is you flip through it and you, and the pictures are are just beautiful. It catches your eye, you know. And yeah. then, I I I stop at all the pictures and read the captions and read the read the little notes that go along with each photograph. And then from uh, from there, that takes me into the article. 
Yeah. Know? And what I like about this magazine, too, even though I, I have played um, all my life, you know, starting when I was eight or nine, I guess, started playing, um, you're always learning something new. And there's always something that somebody says or, or comments on in, in, in fretboard journal that you pick up uh, and, and learn something new. Music is a lot of times it's intuitive the way you play and the way you think and and the way you learn there's a lot of intuitiveness to it and you you figure something out and you and you run with it a style or or a lick and and then when you read uh fretboard journal you you find there's actually a word for that there's a name for it and uh and that it's not just you other people kind of do those same things or or have those same feelings yeah about it, uh, about instruments so it's it's a great it's a it's a wonderful piece of uh, publication. Yeah, I agree, and it's unpredictable. You know? Yeah, and and when you know you're talking about the uh, the, the the pictures, um, you know, it's like it's almost it's almost like it's two books to me. Like I almost go through it. It's it's almost like I'm looking at a coffee table picture book. I mean, it's so yeah. lush. It, that's exactly and, right. And then yeah. you sort of make a second or third pass through it, and you know, and and again, it's one of the things that makes it. It's incredibly difficult to read while you drive. Yeah, because it's uh, you know I'm looking at the pictures and you know there you go. Yeah, that definitely it's, take your eyes off the road. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's thing. right up there with texting. Yeah. You know? And this in this issue 39 the uh, the one that that uh, I took to heart was the article on Mike Compton because he's I see him at the music store here. Uh, at the, the, I think there's an ad in this magazine actually uh, for Carter Vintage Guitars. And oh, I yeah. actually Christian Walter. Yeah, Christian Walter, and and I, I've seen Mike and seen him perform and what have you and. And um, in this particular article, there's a, a picture of him, and he's holding an old tenor guitar, and that's what I started on was a tenor guitar. And then I noticed in the background there's a poster of Doyle and Debbie, the Doyle and Debbie show. You know, I have not seen that you yet. You have got to go I know, see. I know, oh, it's crazy. I've the, been in Nashville for six years, yeah, they're and I have phenomenal. not seen it. you got to go check Doyle and Debbie out at the Station Inn. And uh, so that caught my eye, and... and uh, and uh, they've got these. Uh, he's got these great cases in here that uh, for his instruments. That and I've got uh, kind of the same brand. Oh yes, the Calton, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah those, those things are, are. Those things are. You I can mean, stand on them. Yeah. You know, put your yeah, instrument in there and just stand up and jump up and down on them. They're great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I tend to. You know, I lug my most. Of the, I mean, I'm kind of a TKL guy just because that's what I paint on. Yeah. But the the Caltons are. I mean, yeah, they're almost. It's almost like a separate thing than a normal. It's it's like a different it's a, animal. It's a flight case. Yeah. yeah. If you're gonna, yeah. it, it look, doesn't look like a flight case, um, and you can take it on the plane and put it in the overhead bin. Uh, you know, guitar, fiddle, uh, mandolin, things like that. You can put it in the overhead bin. But if they if they stop you and say, nope, we got to check this, you're done. Yeah. No no worries. You can you can check this one. You know. But if you a regular case, I would get off the plane. Yeah. You know, if they were yeah. gonna if they were gonna check my guitar with it in a normal case um that's it <laughs> yeah i'll take another flight i know i'm buddies with uh, rudy penza in new york from uh rudy's guitars and uh and 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 i and i know for a fact that on several occasions that, that you know that rudy has bought seats for his guitars and I, I, it's probably not that unusual for it to happen but right. you know rudy's got kind of like the church for oh, guitars yeah. in yeah. manhattan anyway so yeah. and and i know you you you've got the the Husson Dalton with you tonight. Yeah, that's my uh, yeah, that's my new favorite. I found that at uh, Carter. I think sick man. You know I I you know I tell you I lament letting go of mine. I think for for a split second because I sold mine to Walter Carter. Did you really? Yeah, years okay. ago. And I think when I first heard that that you know you had one, 
when I was talking about missing it, I think there was a moment of concern that maybe you had actually acquired my old guitar and that would have been awkward. That would because <laughs> I might, you know, depending on how the painting sales are going, I, you know, I have to go out and try to get those back sometime. I, 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 we'd have had to work something out where you got that guitar yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a painting or something. Yeah, but it's gorgeous. And I think just since I've seen you with it, which isn't that long, I feel like at the top of that thing is just a, that color is, uh, is it's amazing, really. It's a gorgeous guitar. It's a really yeah. amazing guitar. Yeah, it's a it's a George Shuffler signature model guitar, and I think that when they do a signature series, they do twenty five of them. And yeah. There's a little plaque, a little brass plaque on the inside, and uh, this one's number nine in that series. And, yeah. And uh, unfortunately, George is gone, but um, they, he he picked out he specked this guitar out, and it's it's really phenomenal. It's my favorite. I was looking for a nice Martin. And I kept coming across this one, and it was great. Well, see, you know, I know. I mean, you know, I do, I do, I do want an HD twenty eight. That's like that's what I'm after right now. You mm -hmm. know, just to replace one that I used to have back in the day. It's one of those things where, you know, I upgraded, and I thought, what do I need this? You know, what do I need two for? And um, don't try not to laugh out loud when I say, what do I need two guitars for? If you look around the room, I, <laughs> I think it might be kind of hard to I walk. I see more. I see here. more too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but anyway, yeah. And, 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 you know, somebody that was looking for me, they were like, well, you know, why don't you try this, you know, Hudson Dalton, you know, and, and, uh, yeah, I was sold. Yeah. You know? So, but, and so, you know, I know we got to get back to your article here and, yeah. and we may just want it cause you're such an interesting cat and I want to tap you for some stories that, yeah. you know, what's going to happen after this. And just so anybody that's, anybody that might happen to be listening, like my brother, you know, and maybe, and maybe your wife, my wife probably listen. Um, you know, one of the things I'm going to do after I chat with Trey here tonight, uh, and this is going to be the model for going forward is. You know, I'm really just using this as an excuse to get him in here and pick his brain and uh, get a couple of stories out of him. And then I'm going to follow up and actually read a couple of the uh, articles, just yeah. going to read them through. I'm going to give you the option of uh, doing that at some point, Trey, if you yeah. want to. If you'd like to read your favorite article, that would be... Uh, I can read. That, there, there's that something in here I can read. Yeah. yeah, I'll read a little section on Mike, yeah. Mike Compton. Love yeah. to. Yeah, that'd be good. Mike, and then, Mike did... Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to No, no, off. go ahead. Mike Mike worked with uh, Bill Monroe a lot, learned a lot from Bill Monroe. And if you if you want to get a sense, you know, uh, in a live environment of, of what kind of player Bill Monroe was mike's got all those chops you know he he learned a lot and, and so you get a sense of what kind of player bill was and mike's a, a really wonderful player a very humble guy and he's a great teacher you know he, he has no problems uh teaching folks do you think do you think that's starting to like so when i first when i first came down to uh to nashville it's been six years i came down to do a little gig down here and i wound up really liking it and we stay in we go back and forth between Nashville and New York city. But when I first came down, one of the things that blew me away was guys like this, mm -hmm. you know, like Mike and, and really just everybody, everybody was so accessible. They're accessible. You know, you'd and go to Carter's and... or you'd go somewhere and you see these guys just hanging out there and it was just, they were just regular folks and they were willing to share what they know. But you know, Nashville's really, really changed in a way that's so dramatic that I don't think that anybody who I don't think you can really communicate it to anybody that didn't see it happen because yeah. it's just mind numbing the amount of uh, change, change yeah. and construction and people. And I'm wondering if that's, 
a little, little bit of change, change, changing little the bit. culture a little bit too. You know? But still, that 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 warmth is still there. You know, yeah. um, you got to be careful though. If you come to Nashville uh, and you and you want to play, be careful who you play in front of. And I mean, don't right. don't come down here yeah, with an ego. Right. Oh, don't come down yeah. here with an ego. You yeah. know, because uh, yeah. you you'll play in front of somebody and they'll just look at you and go, "That's cute," and then take it away from you. Yeah. And yeah. just tear it up. You know, and yeah. put you to shame. It'll it'll make you. Put your guitar back in the case for a couple of weeks. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I know, I know li- literally two of the people across the street at Garage Coffee have been on like Star Search or whatever, one of those shows. You know, they're it's just like, you know, it's one of those towns yeah. where everybody plays uh, yep. something. Yeah. And it's pretty cool. I, I was raised, my, my father was in the music business. My mother was in the music business. My grandmother was in the music business. And uh, my dad was a session drummer. My grandmother was a singer, songwriter. Well, let's, say, did, t- let's t- tell everybody who your dad was because oh. I think that's a nice yep, little yep. Dad, dad was a session drummer named Willie Ackerman. And uh, he uh, did a lot of, uh, I think he, he actually started uh, in high school. He quit high school to go on the road um, with... Um, Gosh, it'll come to me in a minute, but uh, he, I think he, he finally, he got his GED, but but he quit high school to go out on the road, and he played with everybody, you know, from uh, Patsy Cline. If you look at that black and white video of Patsy Cline singing crazy, he's the drummer standing behind her. Yeah. And, uh, and, um, and that's what you guys sang tonight, which is really cool. Yeah, well, yeah. that's right. Yep. So, yep. Yeah. And then uh, Hee Haw, he was on Hee Haw. He was a staff drummer on the Grand Ole Opry in the 60s. The uh, Hee Haw thing, you know, that just... That's, yeah. To me, that's cra- I mean, you know, when yeah. I was a kid growing up, you know, it was like I didn't think that he hell was comedy. I thought it was just a show about folks. Right. And it almost you know? was yeah. because yeah. when the, because I, I, I did a lot of uh, I was there a lot. You know, dad was the only staff drummer on that show for the whole 24 years that it was on. I think he was the only staff drummer. There were other guest artists that brought their bands with them. But as far as a staff band, those were the, those were a lot of the main session players in Nashville that played on you know, the tens of thousands of records. Yeah. Um, and uh, that Hee Haw band were, were some of Nashville's best, very best musicians Yeah, uh, in that time, 60s, 70s, 80s, you know. Well, you, you watch some of those old clips yeah. and stuff, and it's just... When the, the camera's the, not rolling... So tight, man. When the camera's so not good. rolling, it's just as funny. And maybe yeah. the jokes were a little bit dirtier. Yeah. But uh, um, but those what you saw on TV was just about exactly how they were. Yeah. Yeah, in real life. It and I know you... T- I think you told me you've got to play a couple of times. I or, did, yeah. yeah. Dad, Dad would be uh, tied up and... Um, uh, he couldn't make a, like a 7 a.m. call or 6.30 a.m. call to the television studio, so he'd send me in, and I'd go drum for him. You know, yeah. I'd substitute for him, and you never know who's going to show up. When you get there, you're just sitting on the drums, and then in walks Bill Medley from the Righteous Brothers, and you're doing some Righteous Brothers songs, and then or it's Boxcar Willie or Stonewall Jackson That's or Loretta Lynn. You just never That's know crazy. who you're going to end up playing with. Yeah. And uh, so, And I was a teenager then, you know, uh, I learned drums and guitar and and uh singing and some other things but yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's just wild you know it's it's just because these people seem from i think everywhere else in the world you know they it almost seems like this mysterious imaginary land or something and you rattle off a list of names like that it's it's sort of hard to comprehend. I that thought it, it was this, normal. You know, kids meeting these people yeah. and stuff. And I, I, know, you I know. thought that was normal. I thought yeah. when you picked up a guitar and you just played a song, I thought every, that's the way you did it. I thought, you know. Um, and then when I tried to have a little garage band, uh, as I got into my 
early teenage years and and we're we're rehearsing a song for the third week i'm thinking i'm pulling my hair out i'm thinking what's wrong with these people we should have had this in like 30 minutes minutes. yeah 20 minutes 30 minutes we should we should have mastered this song and moved on to the next one yeah um but growing up in the studio going to the studio with with dad and laying in the floor and watching these guys cut records yeah um I thought that I thought that was normal. I thought everybody played that way, and that's what I aspired to do. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it shows too, and I know that you've just because when you and I, I you and I, I don't. We how long have we known each other, Trey? It's been a couple of years. Yeah, but I mean, we kind of met because I think you were interested in you. You some, some bought artwork, a guitar yeah. of mine or something, yeah. and yeah. and then, uh, um, you know, kind of kind of went from there. But I know that you, I know that you just you've just kind of come full circle because you just released a new album I did. which is kind of a passion project on some level it was but, a, it was a passion project but, and and uh, it was kind of a love letter to my parents and grandma my, my yeah. uh, the folks that they're and, gone now you know so it was a love letter to them kind of a throwback album 60s and 70s style of country music yeah and um, and you did that at Cin- mostly at Cinderella studio right with Cin- Wayne Cinderella Moss. sound studio here in yeah. town i think they Wayne and Wayne Moss, uh, guitar player, session guitar player, uh, and, and again, guys, if you when you hear these names, if you don't know who who they who they are, if you happen to be like you know somebody who hadn't had the luxury of experiencing who these people are, you know, you really should should Google them because yeah. the the things that they did, it's almost like you know, the, it's almost like they were the uh, you know the, the the first twelve Apollo astronauts of the space program or something. Yeah. I mean, it was. Well, for, it, for it, Wayne, even the studios at Wayne's yeah. studio. They like, built that studio like in 1961, yeah. yeah, in their garage, and it's still operational today. They've yeah. got a a, a, a beautiful uh, Dan Flickinger console in there, uh, and you just get the warmest, most lush sounds coming out of that studio that those guys built in, in 1961. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Wayne Wayne Moss played guitar on, like, Pretty Woman and Only Daddy That'll Walk the Line, that that riff in that song and jolene and right and uh, bob dylan and simon and garfunkel bob dylan's blonde on blonde album that's uh, crazy that's, yeah that's well i mean idea. i know you had me over once and i saw that on the coffee table was a stack of vinyl and it was just unbelievable you know yeah time worn and stuff but it was like to see that these people had recorded there including totally unexpected mm-hmm. people you know like uh I kiss think, kiss yeah <laughs> i was totally obsessed with kiss man i was that little like studio, so yeah. obsessed with kiss yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, and then and then uh, you um, and who who was it that 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 that, that came in to do uh, a little voice track that, that not for you but for somebody else that day? It might have been for you. No, it was for you, me. It wasn't yeah, for you. I yeah, couldn't remember. Yeah, but, Ray, Ray from the Jordanaires, right? Walker, yeah, he was Man, the he bass was singer in the Jordanaires. Oh yeah, yeah. he had it together. He was yeah. tight. And he, he just knew what he was doing. It was amazing. They to watch. worked with Elvis, and he used to give Elvis vocal coaching lessons when Elvis yeah. was a kid. Well, you, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to take away from this great story, but you know, one of my, one of my, uh, reviews of the podcast was, you know, from Elvis because Elvis is actually my, uh, Ouija board vocal coach. <laughs> He's had, that's what I got. Oh, get this. that, break Call that Ouija out. board out, man. <laughs> Paint your hair dark like, like mama. Well, we want to find out what's going on. I know. With yeah. So anyway, so but back to him, but that was cool. And, to, and oddly enough, I communicated with Wayne Moss today. 
Okay. Yeah, because he 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 asked me about the the sign for their and, for his yeah. record. Yeah, uh, and of course record you know, label we, logo. Yeah, he said you're still in. I'm like, yeah. oh my god, yeah, I'm still in. I just figured I'd lost my window, and he was very gentle about saying, no, it's okay. You still got the measurements. That's funny. But I mean, that's like you know, I'm looking for for the, he wants you to do a window yeah. for his studio. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, cool, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah you got to yeah. do that because you know you've known me a while, and you yeah. know I, I get like kind of caught up into yeah. some crazy crazy stuff. I think tonight we were talking about the the fact that they're um, tiny hands that are being cooked uh, got to be baked tonight for some puppets laying over there Puppet on hands. so you never know what's gonna happen but uh yeah i'm trying not to look so over I, there i slip i know weird. i i kind of run off the rails sometimes but i make it back around so <laughs> so anyway so, so anyway back to mike compton yeah, in there yeah, yeah it talks about him and and uh, he's a you know he's he's my gold standard for for mandolin players and uh yeah so he worked with bill monroe and funny story my my grandmother was a country western singer and she was an she did op, she would open for bill so she toured with him on package shows and, and was the opening act and uh her husband my grandfather uh did promotions for bill monroe and would go he he, he worked barnum and bailey circus as a marketing promotions guy and he worked with bill monroe he'd go out i don't know a week or two in advance and put all the bills in the poster boards and things like that and and do that promotion in advance of the shows and that's a weird and I would gig. see I would see Bill over there at their place a couple of times a month. You know, he'd pull up in a big old car that he had, big old long Lincoln or Cadillac or whatever it was, big old black car, and he'd get out just dressed to the nines. You know, the big old right. hat on, and he'd just look me up and down. I was a little kid, you know. He'd look at me and and uh, just kind of nod his head, nod his head just a little bit, uh, and uh, just keep on walking on inside, and they'd do whatever business they were doing, talking about the next show. Yeah, those, those. And uh, that was that was it. That was my brush with Bill Monroe. I didn't appreciate. Yeah, I didn't realize, you know, as a kid, who he was, other than just this giant man with his dress to the nines, with this big old hat on and his boots. And but still, it's just like I said, it's crazy. It's a memory. You've, yeah, you've, you know that you've yeah you've met so many people. I mean, really. Yeah, it's just pretty. Wild. You grow up and and thinking that's normal, and then and then now, you know, I get to my age and my parents are gone and you think back on it and it really is a, a unique situation yeah it really really was yeah, yeah. well, well you have to you know maybe you'll write a book one I, day i should do because it's not you know a there's lot, some you funny know, stories man i i know and i'm you know i think one of the great things about a lot of those stories is now i think if, we, if you and i were talking about Bure, hey Bure, what's going on hey Bure. um if uh, you know if we were talking about Bure. We might have to kind of be careful, you know, yeah. about what we said because we don't want to hurt Blue Ray's feelings or, you know, or anything like that. And and so, but when you're talking about, you know, Bill Monroe, it's probably okay to kind of tell the story. You know, it's good. You're, you, yeah. you know, you're not worrying about offending anybody. No, or, no, I won't offend. Nope. Yeah. I don't have anything. Not, not that you have any stories out of Blue Ray. If you're listening, not that you have any <laughs> stories. Out. And we're thinking about you over here at the Secret Studio because we know that you had a. And this is on a serious note. You know, Blue Ray had a. Uh, break in break in and yeah it's pretty scary so but he's okay nobody got hurt good you know good. lost his phone so you know but got it back good or got a phone back got a phone so, yeah yeah just sharing that with the world there boo right just we're thinking about you buddy yeah yeah so in a and uh and so yeah so uh i think it's i think it's great that that just that this that this article uh jumping back to the magazine but i think it's an example though of how you know, just if you look through this book, I mean, it's really, re it's really kind of cutting. You know, I know they don't. I don't. I know occasionally they've done 
thematic issues, but this isn't a thematic. No, magazine, no, the, yeah, not at all. I, no. I, a, yeah. I mean, it could be if yeah. they wanted it to be, but it's really about yeah. artisans. The, the yeah. you see articles in here about the craftsmen and and some great photos of them and and the work that they're the instruments that they're working on. Uh, you know, this article about uh, uh, Mike Compton and and Joe Newberry and and his take on being a mandolin player and yeah. and and teaching and and performing and and uh, having worked with. Bill Monroe and and picked up a lot of his licks and yeah. and being able to kind of do a modern down. modern his interpretation of of a Bill Monroe on the mandolin it's it's just beautiful stuff you know it's ear candy yeah it really is ear candy yeah and um, yeah there there's just um, it's not thematic and I like that about this magazine it's uh, there's some great stuff to learn yeah. Yeah. Uh, by, yeah. By, I always learn. I love to learn by uh, reading this this thing, and Fretboard Journal just does it for me. Well, I I, I know it's it, you know it's been that way with me. And again, like I said, the I I you know uh, we're kind of doing this, and and hopefully I'm gonna I'm gonna hold you to reading one of the uh, articles for me, and uh, I might say I'm gonna make you do it tonight, but I probably won't since <laughs> God knows how long it's gonna take you. But then I'm gonna I'm gonna read a few of them, and uh, you know, and and we're gonna continue to do this and um work all the the kinks out of of how it's going to happen but really what this is about is 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 really loving fretboard journal and kind of making a joke that i was gonna gonna read it so i could listen to it in my car and um well now you got to yeah i know now i've got to so it's so that's what that's what's fixing to happen and uh and i'm gonna i'm uh, what i'm gonna do is uh i'm gonna release uh a couple of these as uh, separate episodes of uh, issue 39, you know, where uh, the articles are read and when you read your article and, uh, and we'll just, um, you know, see what happens and look forward to some guests and look forward to some more music and, um, and, 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 and keep it going and, and read fretboard journal. So now I'm going to let you go and I'm going to uh, read some fretboard journal articles Nice. I'm, I'm going to pick it for you. I'm going to yeah. pick it on page 74, 75. There's a great photo okay. of uh, uh, Mike Compton, Joe Newberry. It says the duo of Mike Compton and Joe Newberry in that sound, you know, and awesome. uh, that's, that's the one. It's just a one pager yeah. uh, article and I'll let you read that one. I, I picked it for you. So now you have okay. to do it. I appreciate that. Yeah, I man. appreciate that a lot, man. I've, uh, you know, uh, it, it's going to be interesting. That's for sure. So, uh, all right, everybody. So, thanks, Trey, for coming to my first ever podcast. Hey, thanks uh, for having me. Episode, yeah. and uh, thanks for playing some music earlier with Molly. That's kind of fun. She's moved to town, and uh, and um, you know, we just you know look for. I'm kind of hoping that you'll be the guy who comes out of a secret room or something if this goes on for a few weeks and you'll show up every once in a while. I'll show up. Yeah. Now, now that I know the secret knock and yeah, 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 and. Uh, and so, you know, and, and I, I just glancing over here at my computer. I, I'm pretty sure I hit record button, but if not, we'll just do this again. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. All right, everybody. So uh, um, uh, that that was my first guest, Mr. Trey Ackerman, uh, my good friend and great musician and a supporter of my of my work and um, here in Nashville and, and just a heck of a cool guy to know. Man, thanks. Yeah. Appreciate so, it. So, Likewise. Uh, all right. Groovy. That's it. So, Trey, I'll see you later. Catch you. I'm fixing to read. All right. All right, now, Mr. Trey, uh, I think I'm going to twist your arm and get you to play us a little tune, uh, play us out of the studio. 
And uh, if you do that for me, please, sir. Yeah. All right. I'll do one that I wrote. This one I wrote. It's kind of my road warrior song. I also wrote it as an apology to my wife for for being a road warrior and being gone for so long. Uh, called Lonely on the Road. Sort of goes like this. On the road Where shadows fill my head And on the road There's loneliness ahead I've been so many places that it's hard to see the faces of the ones I love. Help me, Lord, above on the road. And on the road, I feel the space and time. On the road, way heavy on my mind. I've got to make my next arrival. I'm gonna fight for our survival until I get back home. But when will I be home from the road?
trade. Thank you for that. And uh, listen, how if I wanted to, I know how to, if I want to hear your music, I can walk in another room and pick up the CD. Yeah. But if I didn't have that CD, what, what, what would be the best way for me to get a hold of that? You, you, can, you can find that, that uh, on iTunes, cdbaby.com. I think mm-hmm. it's on Amazon, Google Play. It's out there. Man, it's out there. That wasn't the intention. I just recorded it as a for a fun thing to do, and, yeah. and it just kind of took off. So, yeah, Trey Ackerman, Lonely on the Road. Cool. Thank you, Trey. Thank you, brother. All right, see you.